Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. This time of year, we're all ready for a little home refresh, a new rug, a statement piece, something new to infuse some sparkle or some style. We want to help you welcome spring into your home. One of our biggest sales of the year is coming up and we call it our very best sale because it is. Everything is 20% off for two weeks. It's a great time to get a discount on that special accessory you've had your eye on or a larger piece that you've chosen with our home furnishings design team or our new customer favorite, the Odette Step Stool. All is going to be 20% off. Uh, the sale runs April 11th through April 22nd. Mark your calendars. Let's do this spring refresh together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we have got an expert with us. We've got Gaddy from Orientalist Home, and we are going to be talking about vintage rugs and all things rugs. All things rugs. Hand-knotted yep. rugs, um, different materials, why rugs are so valuable, um, what makes them last longer. Lots of wonderful questions we're going to be asking from a lot of our listeners, and just even questions that we might have for Gaddy today. So welcome, Gaddy. We're happy to have you. Gaddy, is the owner and creator of Orientalist Home. He's a rug lover and an antique rug addict, he calls himself. <laughs> Gaddy is our, um, our first stop every market. We go to, um, to see him very first. We actually fly into market a day early and we run to find Gaddy as fast as we can because <laughs> we want to see what he has um, from the antique rugs. They're one of a kind, so they're not programmed and... Um, there's only one way to get them <laughs> for us. We, I mean, we like um, shopping from him the best. He's got such a beautiful selection and it's really fun too, when he tells us the stories of the rugs. So anyway, with that, welcome Gaddy. We're happy to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. It's pleasure. Oh, well, thank you. Gaddy, tell the people where you're from. Cause you have a beautiful accent. Thank you so much. I was born and raised in Turkey and we are Sephardic Jews originally from, uh, from Spain. So 500 years ago, my family came from Spain to Turkey and I'm the first uh, generation immigrant. I'm a proud American now. Wow. That's cool. And how many languages do you speak? I speak four languages. I'm mm -hmm. fluent in, in English, Turkish. I speak some Farsi because of all this traveling in the years. Mm -hmm. I speak Portuguese because of my wife and a little bit Italian. Wow. That's so cool. I Thank you. That. Well, um, Talk to us a little bit about these vintage one-of-a-kind rugs. It's something that is trending right now. For you, it's always been something that's been very beautiful to you. Um, will you tell the story about how you got started in rugs? Um, it was a summer job, actually. I was 16 years old, so I was looking for a summer job. And I was studying in private school, so I had English education. So it was a true adventure, actually. Like... Um, I was speaking in English and we were welcoming foreign tourists. They were buying rugs from the store that I was working. And to be honest with you, it was a great time. The, the Soviet Russia was collapsed and then we are, we are neighbors and we were getting rugs from old Soviet Union, from Azerbaijan, Armenia, from Georgia, in Central Asia, like Turkmenistan and other countries, and imagine they made carpets for almost almost 75 years and the borders were closed. So all these anti-good woven carpets were stuck there. Mm -hmm. 
and we were not allowed to travel and get these drugs, very limited. So I was very lucky in that era. I was, I, I have seen so many beautiful old Caucasian rugs and that has been how I started. I, then I started going to Turkey in traveling Asia minor and Anatolia. I, I started watching how they weave carpets. I started buying my oven rugs. I was watching how they repair it, which is another art, like repairing an old art, artistic rug. So I found filthy carpets, like dirty, 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 filthy carpets. And I started washing it by myself. And I see how they wash it, the old techniques and the new techniques. And that became my job. Wow. Can you tell the people how you wash a hand knotted rug? Uh, I would definitely recommend it to use, I would say like baby shampoo mm -hmm. and, and then just a regular tap water and just wash it. Like first vacuum it really well, face down, mm -hmm. the back of it first and then the face. And then with gently with a brush, just shampoo it and then dry in the shadow. Don't leave it under sun. The colors may get affected. This is like a very basic, basic cleaning. Mm -hmm. And then if you have good antique pieces or important pieces, I would say professional cleaning. Definitely call someone to do it for you yeah. because different materials, they have different way of washing. Mm -hmm. Don't they do like a, a soak on a lot of them? Or they like put it in a bath, basically, yes. and then take it out yes. and they brush it. Yes. If, if the rug is like really filthy, dirty, then I would definitely say like leave it in the salt water, but tap water, not hot. Mm -hmm. okay. Just leave it there for like, like maybe a day or two to just to get the dust out of it. Mm. Interesting. Or call someone that does that or yeah. take it to a fine rug dealer. If we, you, yeah. If you live in Utah, yeah. we have a place called Adib's Rug Gallery and that's where we take the hand knotted rugs to be um, washed and cleaned. Laundered, yeah. Yeah. So they do a really beautiful job and they're certified. So I think that's probably the best advice is just get them professionally yeah. cleaned. Get them professionally cleaned, definitely. Yeah. And this is also why, um, I mean, I'm ignorant, so correct me if I'm wrong, but this is also why hand knotted rugs last forever because you can submerge them, you can get them wet and clean them because they don't have glue and a backing on them. Yeah. Like Correct. The tufted rugs have. And so that glue breaks down over time and you see that white powder on your floor and, um, yeah. you know, eventually it's, it's just a disposable rug that you need to throw away where the hand knotted rugs, you can clean again and again and again and, and patch them. It sounds like. Yeah. And patch yeah. them. <laughs> uh, most of the, most of the Oriental rugs, they're made with, with wool pile. Mm -hmm. The, this, the, the pile is wool. So it's an organic material. That's why it lasts much longer. And then the fine pieces they have, they can take traffic easily. And their quality definitely higher than what we see in the market today. So the machine made more rugs are like polyester or like other, other artificial materials. So of course they're less expensive, but they don't last long. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of artificial materials and cleaning, everybody wants to know, how do you clean viscose? And do you recommend viscose? So you talked about organic, no. you talked about organic no. materials and wool being one of those. And I'd love to know no. like, what other materials you'd recommend mm -hmm. and then where viscose lies in that. Vis yeah. Viscose or like the way they call it in our, in our industry, bamboo, it's not an organic material. So we all know about it. 
it was a replacement for silk during the shortage on silk and the prices went high. So they were looking for an option to replace silk and they created, they found viscose. So do I recommend it? No, definitely no. If again, now we go back to the same subject. If someone doesn't know how to clean it, it's not cleanable. Some of these professional cleaners even don't know how to wash it. So it's not a material that I would recommend to your clients. Mm -hmm. I don't sell viscose. So I would, I would stick to, yeah, I just buy silk. If you can, like, to be honest with you, it's an silk is a very affordable material at the moment. Mm. So there's no need to get viscose or bamboo or, or the banana silk, all the other names they gave it to it. So like if you can pay like a few hundred more dollars, you can definitely, definitely get a rug with wool and silk together. Mm. Yeah. Which sometimes rugs can look a little bit dry, especially if they're not made in the right climates. And so sometimes you want your rug, especially if it's dressy to have this little bit of a shine to it in certain designs where maybe the field of the rug is wool. Um, I have one that has wool and silk in it and I've had it for well over a decade and it cleans beautifully. The field of it's actually off white and, um, yeah, it's just, it's so exceptional. And silk is a really, really strong material too, isn't it, Gaddy? It, it is. It's a very, very strong material. They have the silk rugs for centuries. Mm-hmm. And in Turkey, we have an area called Hedeke. They wove, they woven these rugs for over 200 years. And in Persia, they had the finest, finest silk carpets ever made. You know, they're very strong materials. They're luxury, luxury rugs. Mm-hmm. And there's the pile on them is so fine too. Isn't it's it? super fine. Yeah. It's super fine. How many knots super. per square inch usually? Because I think that that's kind of how you value some of those antique rugs. It's just like. The regular quality, we call it 10 by 10. So they have 100 knots in every centimeter square. Oh my gosh. Wow. So that's a lot of work. I mean, uh, most of the weavers, I don't know if I ever told you, but most of the weavers in the world, Beside India, they're, they're, they're women. So to weave a three by five, the sheet takes over a year. Wow. And, and they work daily basis. In every single day they work and it takes over a year. Oh, wow. wow. That's really precious. An accomplishment. It is really precious. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Talk to us about the climate, the best climates for making rugs and where the most beautiful rugs come out of, in your opinion, or in your expertise, I would say. Uh, uh, it is really personal. I mean, everyone has different tastes and more you travel, more you get different experiences. I mean, until I have seen Caucasian rugs, I thought the Turkish rugs were the best in the world. And then I have seen when I came to US, I have seen these amazing Persian rugs and I thought they were the best. Then I had a trip to Afghanistan that changed me completely. Like my vision changed. For, for tribal rugs, they're, they're true art, unbelievable pieces. And then on my trips to Morocco, I have seen these beautiful Burberry carpets, which are really trendy right now. Mm-hmm. So some people, they like floral rugs. Some people, they like geometrical rugs. And it is completely personal. Um, to be honest with you, the finest pieces, they're always made in Persia. Mm-hmm. Today's Iran, they did phenomenal pieces. Like they liked the quality. They gave like like these these intense patterns. 
like beautiful type of knots, like they have single knots on the rugs. And at the same time, the Turkish rugs, they have coarser weave most of the time, but they have nice geometrical patterns. So the rugs made in Ushak for 300, 400 years, they, they have exported to, to Europe first and then from Europe to US. So, and, and what I love the most is Caucasian rugs. I love Armenian and, and, and Caucasian rugs. I love them. Mm, beautiful. Personally, personally. That's awesome. Um, so the best climate for, for wool or for sheep is, um, where would you say the best place to get your wool out of? Uh, Afghani wool, which is called Ghazni wool, it has a very good quality. The, the wool has to be a little bit oily. Mm-hmm. And I would say Afghani wool is very good, but New Zealand wool is also very good. Mm. It has, has very good quality. It's, it's a matter of the, the, the climate. It matters a lot. The colder, colder areas, they have better type of wool. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so let's educate our listeners as far as like the hierarchy of rugs. There's material, which we talked about, wool, silk, um, mm-hmm. don't get viscose. There's um, what makes the rug so valuable, which would be more knots per square inch, would you say? There are different different facts on that. The rarity is very important. Like they have woven these star Kazakhs in Caucasia, very limited edition. So each piece is like quarter million dollars for like, we're talking about like four by seven, five by seven rugs. So rarity really matters. Mm. So that's one fact. The other fact is the quality. It depends on how finely woven the rug, it, it brings the value higher. And then we could, we could always say the, the age on it is important. Like an, like an mm-hmm. old Persian rug from 18th, 19th century is definitely more expensive than the younger ones. So the quality, the rarity, and, 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 and of course, the, 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 sometimes it's the patterns, like some patterns limitedly woven, and the material. Silk rugs are the most expensive ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I know right now the vintage hand-knotted rugs are a really big trend. Some people yes. buy them on Etsy. They buy them in all different places. What advice would you give to somebody looking for a hand-knotted vintage rug? Uh, if they should shop from Etsy or not, is that a question? Or what would I ex- uh, what no, would I advise them? I guess to- just in the description of the rug or the questions that they might ask. The origins would- of them. The origins. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, that that's a good thought. Or, or, well, or- we have. We have embargo for for Persian rugs that most of most of our clients don't even know about it. So you're not supposed to buy anything made in Persia at the moment. Mm, okay. It's it's illegal. You cannot bring it from overseas. So we don't import anything from anywhere in the world right now to United States. It's it's banned right now. So the the Turkish rugs. What I will advise you. Just check for the for the quality. The Anatolians are, are rugs are really beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit tricky because the computer screen and the reality may not be the same. That is something that you got to be very careful. And then they check the return policy. Mm-hmm. That because once it's arrived to US, it's not easy to send it back to Turkey because of the customs issues. So if you have an, a, a local person that honest and you trust and and it good reviews. 
then you can pay a couple of couple of dollars more and you can get it locally. Mm-hmm. And for the quality wise, most of the rugs that I see online, they're like I see good, good very good pieces on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think you can just go ahead and shop it directly from US. It's easier. Yeah. At least you can exchange it. You can return it if you have any problem. Mm-hmm. What do you look for when you're buying uh, vintage hand knotted rugs? Unusual pieces. Uh, Unusual. My and eyes are wide open. From? What's what country? Villages. With villages. I go to mm-hmm. Turkey. I used to go more often before the pandemic, but like every other month I'm in Turkey to check what we have collected because we have pickers going all over the country. Mm-hmm. I have around 20 friends. They're are pickers. So they travel the villages going to local bazaars and <laughs> you know, they have like once a week they have bazaars. So the weavers, they bring their carpets to sell them in the market. Mm-hmm. So, Agriculture is their first income, but the weaving a rug for her dowry, dowry or to bring more income to the house, they keep on weaving carpets. So they bring it to the market to sell it. So it's, it's as again, it's, it's like a passion. Like each trip, you see something different, and that makes me happy to bring it to the United States and then show it to my clients and tell them the story behind them mm-hmm. because it's not geography only. There is always a history and tradition behind it. There are customs behind it. And um, do you remember you get some pieces from, from the last show? There were some mm-hmm. Afghani yastics. They were ornaments for a wedding party. I mean, this is, uh, when I see them, they were unbelievable. They had like beautiful tassels. Mm-hmm. She was, she was weaving it for a wedding and the day of the wedding, they put those rugs on the on the horses, on camels, and then she goes to her her new house with the music behind, a band behind. And th- this is the part I love the most, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And when you when you meet the weaver, you see them like they weave these carpets for uh, generations after generations. And she, she takes me there their house, and they show the rug that the day. The, the year they got married, she weaves a carpet and the rug is still on the wall. Mm. So the, there are wonderful memories behind it. So that's why I believe it's a good luck to bring a, these nice, good pieces. They have not a rugs to your house. Like you bring a memory to your house as well. Yeah, I think people want that, that in their home. They want things to mean something to them. And so they love the story. And I think that's how they fall in love with the piece is every bit as much the story. And I know another thing we love is the story rugs that we sell. We put those in entries often. Um, Mm -hmm. I even saved a few. I'm going to hang them on the wall in our, in our building because they just look like art. Will you talk about the story rugs? Um, Once you said you, you were going to hang them on the wall. You know that it was a very interesting tradition in Italy, in Venice, that time. They used to buy rugs from Western Turkey and like three by fives and four by sevens, which has been in the paintings of Lotto and Holbeins. And they used to hang these, these rugs from their balconies in, in the time of the, 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 the big holidays. That, that was a show of their status in the community. Mm. So it, it's always been an, an, an art. Unfortunately, it's been on the floor. So it didn't get the real respect like, the, for the, like they have it for the furniture and the, mm. 
mm-hmm. and the and the paintings. But the I don't know if I ever told you the rugs they never they in the beginning they were not for the floor they were having them on the horses because the felt was was getting wet and the horse cannot carry it anymore so they invented carpets they started weaving carpets to put on the horses first mm. and the history behind it the oldest rug we know it is in in Russia right now on the Hermitage Museum they found it in in a in an old in a place they bury the person with his horse with his rug with his belongings and, and it's a beautiful piece. It's an old, beautiful piece with geometric pattern. There are like force around it. And then, you know, they, it, become, it became a tradition. They start weaving in, in Turkey, in Persia, Central Asia. And then it started in Morocco, France, England, Ireland. So and, and we have some textiles and the rugs made in South America as well. Mm. Wow. How, how old is that oldest rug? Sorry, that's, I like... I get really interested interested in stuff like that. Oh, I be- I believe it's from uh, 13 or fourteenth century. Wow, crazy! Yeah. That's really cool knowing yeah. the history. Yeah, on the story rugs, I have a question: Is it usually sure. like a pattern, or is it just the up to the weaver to kind of create this story, or do, are they working from a drawing? They have a template. I'm just so curious about that process. Or these the, these the, rugs, the story rugs. Um, there was one piece that I was in love that I, that I kept it for a long time. It was a couple on a horse and he had his friend behind there. She is running away from her house for his lover, for her lover. It, it was a spectacular piece that it was a Caucasian rug in an area called Cataba. So you can see that, that she left the house for him and she woven that carpet as a memory of it. Wow. I, mean, I have seen, seen thousands of Caucasian rugs. And that was the only one I have ever seen in my life. Mm. And it was, it was very unique. So there are occasions behind it, or there are sometimes symbols behind it. Mm-hmm. For example, the, the Chinese rug, you can see dragons. And then for the, for the Persian rugs, you're going to see... Uh, lines the tribal rugs you're gonna see chickens and birds so they put their open life story on the carpet Mm, so that that is how it's made that's cool so if you see a story rug what region is it from usually it could be any place actually it could be it could be any region it's common yeah okay i mean common of whatever century that was that they did it in Uh, do they still do story rugs today they still do it they still make carpets with the stories yeah cool yeah you see that they they made rugs with with american flags like or the presidents on it there it's their daily life i mean what because you know it's very funny because she weaves a rug and takes it to to like in tribal places they take it to the river or a lake to wash it so when you see the rug, you ask your friend, why did you do this pattern? And if she likes it, she asks permission if she can weave the same thing. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is how the patterns that travels the world. Yeah, the original Use- influencers. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Then, you know, like 19th century rugs, you're going to see French roses. Mm-hmm. 
in Caucasian rugs. And, and I was asking myself, like, why do they have French roses? And then I understand that, you know, they were selling uh, tapestries and abusons, all these floral French rugs, as a, they were sending it as a gift to, to the, those regions. And they loved the pattern. They started weaving their oven rugs. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I want a big 10 by 14 with self-portrait rug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to hang on your wall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> President Trump. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing that I thought was really fascinating that Jess told me about, and Gaddy, you can confirm this is true, but they, we have a rug at Alice Lane that was like bound. Was it in goat hair? Oh, yes. You know, the one we just bought from you and it's the I scorpions. Yes. Yeah. And um, the scorpions mean power, you said. And yes. around the edge, it's like whip stitched with goat it hair. Has, it has goat hair. Yeah. Tell these, them about that. These Afghan Baluch rugs, it's very interesting. They're, again, they're tribal. So during the year, they stay in this, during the summer, they, they go to the higher, um, higher areas. The city becomes too hot to, to stay. So they, they put their tents together. This is very common in Persia also. There are like tribes like Kashkais and other tribes. They stay in the mountains for that period. And there are always snakes in, in the nature. So they weave these rugs also because they sit on the, on the floor. And they sleep on the rugs at night. So the snake doesn't like the feeling of that goat hair because it's itchy. So they put they use goth hair as a binding, so the snake doesn't go over the carpet. I mean, you see how yeah. smart they are. Like, yeah, it, it's unbelievable. They they found that technique and they protect themselves. Yeah, amazing. I, I think it's awesome. It's like a survival tactic. It's yeah. it's yeah. It's more than just like a rug. Uh -huh. I, you know what I mean? It, it can tell a story. So it can beautiful. be, it can yeah. protect. Like it's, that's just so much deeper. Yeah, or There's so many levels to we it. We bought one from Gaddy that was super old. Um, it was kind of torn in the middle and it had the five finger dragons on it. Ex exactly. And that, that's a, that's a pecking rug from, from 19, the half of the 19th century, mid of 19th century. It has dragon on it with five fingers, which is good luck mm -hmm. in, in, in Chinese mythology. Yeah. So that was a very rare piece. Like you see it and then you start counting the fingers of the dragon. Yeah. It was a very, it was a very special piece. Yeah. So see, we have to buy these rugs from him. And when he tells us the story, luck. we're like, All right, well, I need the good luck yeah. and I need the power <laughs> of the scorpion. Exactly. <laughs> and it has goat hair on it. So yeah, the, the more that Gaddy tells us these awesome stories, it's like, you have to live with them because they're just like so precious and um, the stories and the good fortune that they bring. It's just so beautiful. So Rarity too. who would never seen anything their house? like it. Yeah, you know? no, nothing. You have the best eye and the best pickers. Thank you. And Thank yeah, you very really much. special. And it makes us so curious about rugs mm -hmm. that we were like, Gaddy needs to come on and educate the people about rugs. Thank you very much. Let me tell you one last before, before you, before I go. Uh -huh. uh, one of these trips, um, I have a very early drive to Afghanistan because I never felt too safe. So we go there very early in the morning and we leave like at the end of the day before it gets dark. So in that village, they bring some cotton rugs. Cotton's an area today, Western China. And 
I have seen like 20 pieces of cotton rugs, like most of them with pomegranate designs. Mm-hmm. And I was, I asked my, my, my friend, I said, why do they all have pomegranates on it? And he asked the, the person who bring them from there, you should see his face. He looked at me like, oh my God, this guy doesn't know anything. And he looked <laughs> at me and said, pomegranate. I said, yeah, but why pomegranate? He said, you marry your one person and then we multiply that you have a family. You get a wife, you have kids, you have like five, six, seven kids. So you multiply. And I said, so? He said, the pomegranate is the same way. It's one piece when you get it. When you open it, it's like multiple seats inside. This is why we have the pomegranate on the carpet because it shows the fertility and multiplying. So it's it is it was I'll never forget his face when he looked at me and said I don't you don't know anything about it. <laughs> that's so fascinating. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. We have a girlfriend from Iran. Uh, she's Persian and she loves pomegranates. Every pomegranate season, she has her um, her help cut open and and make all the seeds Eat come out in pom- a special way, not to mar the pomegranate. And it's very ceremonial how she does it and. It's Different just like the best time of the year when she can have pomegranates. So <laughs> that's pomegranates nice. for her. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. So beautiful. Um, okay. Um, two last questions. People want to know Please. what size do you most commonly sell when it comes to rugs? Uh, it is changes state by state. Like, you know, that we're from New York, New Jersey area. So we sell smaller pieces here mm-hmm. and skinny runners. But mm-hmm. California, Texas, Utah, you have larger, bigger houses. So the best size that we sell is number 12 and bigger. Mm-hmm. The hardest size for any house in the world, I would say runners. Runners are always problematic. They should be like in certain width or a certain length or certain like it cannot be that long. It cannot be that short. So runners are the pickiest size. The best size is for Utah is number 12 and bigger. Mm, yeah. You always need for your rugs. You always need four by sevens. You need to put rugs between the um, uh, two sides of the bed. So four by sevens are good sizes. You always need a kitchen sink, bathroom sink rugs, like a little bit two by threes, mm-hmm. you know, that you have many places for those smaller sizes in the house. Yeah. What do you use for your bathroom? Do you use a hand knotted rug or do you use something? I use hand knotted really? I have hand knotted rugs all over the house. Oh, I want to see your house. I know. You're, you're, more than welcome. All of them. <laughs> you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Well, uh, it, if it does not soak wet, that won't be any problem. Mm-hmm. You know, even you can have it in front of your shower if you're not going to soak with it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's, it's not a problem at all. Like kitchen sink, bathroom sink, um, powder room, laundry room. You can use it as a mat. It's not a problem at all. Yeah. Um, Gaddy, I want you to tell the people why they should invest in a hand knotted rug as opposed to power loomed or you know, hand loomed or tufted rug. Cheaper options. The hand rugged rugs first is quality. Mm-hmm. So you don't you don't want you don't want to buy a rug every other year. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a good investment because you can use for years. Mm-hmm. The second thing, it, the hand of the rugs are ageless. That's why I love the vintage rugs. They they're ageless. I mean, 
for 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 years we sold all the grades, all the shades of grades, and then then we turned to forest green and then to blue. And so if you have a vintage rugs that have those colors, like yeah, it, you know, it will always match your furniture. You know, you will you will keep it on the floor. You don't need to rebuy anything else. Mm-hmm. So for those reasons, I would definitely say head nodded. For but I have a better reason for that. I have two kids and I have two pets. So I love to keep everything organic in my house. Mm-hmm. If people, they wonder why they get sick because they don't use the right material and they don't use the right furniture. So they, that's the answer. I mean, nothing can be better than an organic material in the house that you step on it every single day. You breathe that dust every day. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I'm using only, only good carpets in the house. Yeah, that's a great answer. I love that. I have a question for you in your own home. Do you have majority or is it like all vintage? You're like, I am vintage till I die. All my rugs are vintage. Or do you have any ones? Cause you're programming ones as well. And I design rugs. Do you have any of those in your home or what is your, in your own personal home story? So in at home, we have rugs on the floor and which we use in daily basis. But in the garage, I have a certain area. The wife and the kids cannot touch. So I'm a hand, I'm, I have a fridge that I'm keeping them in a certain degree. I'm keeping all my antiques inside. So every year I open it, I take them out of the, the it's, it's a collection. It's like my own personal collection that I have my own memories. Mm. I keep them. I love them. I love to take them out and touch them. It's, it's my own passion. So at home, we have beautiful Turkish rugs. I have some Persian rugs, but I do something else um, in one of the main main area in the living room. When I make a new pattern, the first rug always goes to my home. Mm-hmm. I look at it every day. I, I try to see, I see it every single day. I see if there is any mistake on it, how it feels when I touch it. Mm-hmm. So how does it look in the house? If I have to change the color to make it lighter or darker, so I live with my rug before I bring it to show. That's that. awesome. I love that. Thank you. Your new Thank rugs you. uh, during 2020, uh, during COVID, Gaddy said he started designing some of his own rugs and they're so beautiful. And we're actually thrilled about Remarkable. it because then we can order that same piece again because he can make it again where the vintage rugs, there's only one of them. So um, anyway, you've just got such a beautiful eye and you're a great designer as well. Obviously, I mean, after seeing all the best, I'm sure it's rub off on you. Yeah. Okay, Gaddy, last question for you. How do you define luxury? Uh, Luxury for me is like is living with comfort and feeling happy with my surroundings. Mm -hmm. And I honestly spend a little bit more that makes me happier to buy the good quality. Yeah. So that's, that's how I define luxury. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So good. Well, thanks so much for joining us today it is, and it sharing was your my passion honor. and your love of rugs with us. I know our listeners are going to love hearing from you. So thank you so much, Gaddy. It was my honor. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for inviting me again. Of course. And we'll see you in April at Market. Hope to see you in April soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.
This time of year, we're all ready for a little home refresh, a new rug, a statement piece, something new to infuse some sparkle or some style. We want to help you welcome spring into your home. One of our biggest sales of the year is coming up and we call it our very best sale because it is. Everything is 20% off for two weeks. It's a great time to get a discount on that special accessory you've had your eye on or a larger piece that you've chosen with our home furnishings design team or our new customer favorite, the Odette Step Stool. All is going to be 20% off. Uh, the sale runs April 11th through April 22nd. Mark your calendars. Let's do this spring refresh together. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 